Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. I'm your host, Ashton. And I'm your host, Mariah. Today, we're going to be diving into chapter one of our timeline, A Bicycle Built for Boo. So, in our first episode, we are going to be diving into the series A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. This is season one, episode one, A Bicycle Built for Boo, like we said. So, this is where we are going to be starting the timeline. Um, This will make sense as we go on, why we're starting here. Um, It is not purely because they're kids, although they are kids in this series. We will get into that in just a sec. Um, First of all, little mini review. What was your overall thoughts for this episode? Well, it was a different animation style that I had ever seen before. Because I haven't seen many of the um, different versions of Scooby-Doo, personally. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling her into this. I'm like, well, watch Scooby with me. But it was very much, um, like, I feel like it was definitely made for kids. Like, obviously, the majority of them are. But it was very much, like, dramatic animation and, like, kind of fun style that way that I thought was kind of cool to see. This is also a product of its time. For whatever reason, there was just this, like big bang of make these classic characters into kids. There was like the Flintstones kids, there was Tiny Toons, um, there was like Muppets Babies, there was Baby Looney Tunes. That one came later. But it was just like this random surge of make all these characters kids. And so this is definitely a product of that time. Yeah. But I don't feel like I mean, we've only seen the first episode. I've seen the whole series. Mariah, this is your it's my first, first time watching it through, so... Um, but I, from growing up partially with this series... I mean, I didn't grow up in the late 80s, but um, whenever I was getting ready for school, I'd watch this episode, or this episode, this series. Um, Just this one episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Couldn't go beyond that. <laughs> um, but I definitely enjoyed this series. Like, it wasn't... I don't feel like it was forced upon just because, oh, well, everybody else was doing it type of thing. Um, I feel like they incorporated them into kids very well, which, again, we'll get into it once we start discussing. But yes, so you enjoyed this episode? Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Um, The next episode, which, I mean, obviously isn't this one, but is my favorite. I'm excited for the next one. I'm excited then. Yeah, my favorite of this series, I should say. I think it's the next one. If I'm remembering correctly. Anyways. Okay, so we will dive in. So, for our format of these episodes, we are going to um, talk about the setting for each episode or movie. Then we will talk about the characters, which includes the mystery inking, the villain, the criminal, um, any side characters that may um, appear. And we will talk about the criminal's motive because sometimes they do come back um, for revenge. Spoiler alert. Um, I don't think particularly this series they will, but just to keep a flow, we're going to talk about their motive um, for every episode. And then we will obviously discuss how this fits into the timeline that we're building, because this is our niche, I guess you could say, for our podcast. We want to try to put all the different forms of Scooby-Doo at least TV forms. I'm not going to dive into comic books and whatnot, That's or video games and whatever else. 
Um, we're going to try to make this into one cohesive timeline. And then um, I'm going to try to have a fun fact for each episode or movie, and then uh, that's going to do it. So we will jump right in. So we're going to start with the setting this time, just because this is kind of our first episode. Act as if we don't know anything of the gang, anything of Scooby. Um, we actually get a narrative at the beginning by Shaggy, we learn a little bit later. Yeah, he kind of just came in and yeah. started setting it up for <laughs> He's us. He's like, welcome! <clears throat> um, so he says that they live in Coolsville, USA. Now, I actually think this is the very first series where they say they live in Coolsville. Um, because this is a later series, technically, in release. Um, if we're going by release format, I guess. But uh, for the timeline-wise, um, we now know. They live in Coolsville, USA. I don't think Coolsville is a real place. Um, maybe Which I should. To them, it is though. It so. is. I know. I wonder, like, where, where would it be by? Like, where do it you? It seemed like a standard, like, suburb place. Yeah, like there was nothing to. There's a Coolville there in was... Ohio. Oh, wow. Do we think they're in Ohio? Because this is, is clearly a, a town. This isn't, like, Coolsville, the state. <laughs> the state of Coolsville? Yeah, the Coolsville state. <laughs> Welcome. But it's in the USA. So, yeah, there's a Coolville in Ohio. Is that where we think they are? I mean, we'll, I guess we'll have to watch more episodes, see if we can get more scenery and background of where they live. Yeah, but, I mean, it could just be a fun name for a little yeah. cartoon town, but... <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think of Coolsville so far? We kind of only got a few places. But, I mean, as you yeah. said, it's, it's kind of a basic suburban town. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Other settings we get within the episode is a treehouse kind of clubhouse that the gang has. They're like secret go-to hideout. Yeah. Well, not so secret. It's in a tree <laughs> Huge <up above>. tree. <laughs> but Super tall. And they're, yeah. I mean, well, and they have a sign the very bottom of the tree that's like scooby-doo detective agency yeah they're very discreet um <laughs> they kept it pretty chill um so i mean i do believe we will see that more in later episodes but um i actually really liked because they are kids i kind of like that they have like this clubhouse treehouse thing that they all meet at yeah it really added to the whole element of like they're young they're kids mm -hmm. they're just having a fun time it added to like also like mystery solving is their club type thing you yeah know? yeah definitely um otherwise we have was it the daily babble yeah that okay. was the newspaper printing place was called the daily babble yes we have a printing press um daily babble We'll get into more of where that comes in once we start talking about the characters. Um, but then we have the Fer Ferguson? 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 Ferguson estate. Yeah, it was just kind of a random... Mansion. Abandoned mansion, haunted, supposed haunted. Shaggy claims it's the most hauntedest haunted house in town. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> haunted. <laughs> um... We do have one more setting. I didn't put it in settings, but I put it under a character. Um, Weirdo Woods also, which yeah. we'll get into eventually. So yeah, there's kind of our settings. So like we said, um, it begins in Coolsville. We begin with Shaggy, 
Um, and he's slooping in. Yeah, in his bed. And he has a job to do. Yeah, Scooby comes. So, <laughs> okay, that I okay. I guess we'll jump into Shaggy if we're gonna go that way. Okay, so that's a good segue to jump into the characters. We'll start with Shaggy because I mean that's pretty much who we start with. Um. So he works as a paper boy for the Daily Babble. That's where that comes in. Yeah, he delivers the papers on his red bicycle. Red, but yep, his red. I should have written down what kind of bike he had because he specifically was like my so and so bike. Yeah, which I also thought was this might be unimportant, but I thought it was kind of funny because like during that time, like late '80s, early '90s, it was like. Bikes are obviously probably a bit more popular than they are now. Mm -hmm. Like, they're still a big thing, but... It was a Cherry 59 Starfire Special. I don't know if that's a real bike, but that's what they called it. So, okay. So he clearly has a job. How old do you think he is then? Like, how old did you have to be to be a paper boy? Yeah, I don't think you have to be too old because that's a common job yeah. for, like, summer job, you know, for kids to have... Okay, so apparently, like, a minimum age is 13. On average. Yeah, on average. It says your state can be different. I don't think Shaggy was 13. He seemed a bit younger than that. Yeah. Well, they all did. So, I don't know. I I kind of feel like they're between 6 and 8, kind of. Because, like... Clearly, they're able to go around town without parents, so I don't think they're super, super young. But oh, like... really? I feel a little older, like maybe like oh, between okay. 8 and 10, okay. maybe even a little older than that, because they had like, like for example, like Daphne kept showing like, oh, ghosts aren't real, like they don't mm. exist. She was really skeptical True. of the villain. Maybe in a later episode they'll actually say an age. But, I mean, right now we can only speculate. Yeah. But anyway, so he works for the Daily Babble, um, which is a, a printing press company the for local, the newspaper. Yeah, the local newspaper mm -hmm. press. When Scooby is out, because Shaggy slept in and Scooby was like, Yeah, so we can we gotta continue go. on to Scooby. Um, but yeah, continue as you were. Yeah, I was just, he's like, we gotta go. And so, so Scooby was loading up the bike with the newspapers when this mysterious green ghost, as they call it, comes out and basically steals the bike. Is like, it's mine. I want the bike. And Scooby, of course, runs away in fear. Yes. So, we, within Shaggy's narrative, we get Scooby's name. He says, a pup named Scooby-Doo, which is the title of the series. It was kind of a fun little wink and nod type thing. Um, so we're introduced to Scooby and Shaggy pretty much within the same frame. <laughs> Timeline, or time frame. Um, so, yeah, Scooby sees the ghost first as he's loading up papers for Shaggy, getting his bike ready. Did we ever see any parents? I don't think so. The only adult we saw was um, whatever his Mr. name was. Mr. Conrad. Yeah, Mr. Conrad. Well, and I guess whatever that other lady. Was. Oh, yeah. Um, Shirley McClune. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if these 
parents know that these kids just go out. Um, you know, they got their bike. They're riding around. Yeah. Just be home by the time the streetlights come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so the villain is a green ghost, as yeah, as they call it. Um, he is basically like a green blob. Like, yeah. Think of slime pile yeah, up on like each other. Like a slime monster. Yeah. So he has a tongue that's alive and has a mini face of the monster's face. Right. I noticed that and I was like, huh. Well, and it that can even go smaller into even more little tongue faces. And at one point it gets so small and the last one goes, boo! <laughs> Like, what? This thing is gross. Um, so the villain wants Shaggy's bike. That's like the whole thing of this episode is he steals Shaggy's bike in the beginning. And so they're like, uh, I need my bike. Otherwise I can't do my paper route. Which I'm a little surprised the paper company doesn't give Shaggy a bike. Like, have a company bike going to ride to be like because i feel like if he would have gone in been like yo i lost my bike <laughs> got stolen like don't you have a company bike i can use they'd be like oh sure but i guess not well i guess too because the guy was the one who stole his bike yeah spoiler alert in the first place yeah the man in, behind the mask is mr conrad um which is shaggy's boss at the paper printing press, I don't even know what to call it, the Daily Babble. And he wants Shaggy, yeah, he wants Shaggy's bike. So, well, okay, so the villain doesn't, he doesn't want any trespassers in this haunted house, which is, um, what was that called? The Ferguson Estate? Estate, Estate yeah. Estate? Estate? Estate. <laughs> Estate. Um, yeah, so there, he's hiding Shaggy's bike there. But before then, before we get into there, um, we do we do get introduced to the rest of the gang. Yeah, they go to meet in their little clubhouse. Treehouse. Their treehouse slash clubhouse with Fred, Daphne, and Velma. This is where they introduce their basically their club name, which is the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. So they are not calling themselves Mr. Ink yet. It is the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. So who do you want to jump into? Fred, Daphne, um, or Velma? I guess Fred. Okay. Because Fred's kind of the first one that was trying to decide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because he thought it was their neighborhood bully, Red Herring. He was convinced. Oh, yeah. He kept trying to All pin throughout it on the episode. Him. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, well, I put, so he's like, he's not afraid to jump to conclusions. Definitely not. Um, he does still act like a leader, um, even though, again, they're kids. He still is like, kind of took the reins and was like, okay, come on. One thing I noted, he doesn't call the gang a gang yet. He called them crew. He's like, let's go, crew. So that's something interesting. I wonder if it'll change this series goes on but just something to note he calls them crew not gang um what did you think of fred for this iteration i guess because fred as a kid is very different from fred as a, an adult i feel like fred as an adult 
or I guess a teen, is a lot more humble, except for nowadays. As they're portraying him now, he's very, like, quirky and, like, doesn't, I wouldn't say delusional, but just not the brightest, I guess. Um, but he's, I, I feel like as Fred gets older, he's a lot more, like, humble, and he's very more, like, I'll protect you, gang. And this one, he's just like, let's, let's go for it. Just do it. Anyways, why did you think of Fred in this series? Yeah, I Or, mean, I guess, episode. I mean, the the voice actor was obviously yeah. different, which that kind of mm-hmm. caught me off guard at first. Not, like, in a bad way, just like, oh, he just sounds different than I like I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's also a kid, or <laughs> younger than. But I mean, um, Casey Kasem still plays Shaggy in this series. Same with Don Mizek, does Scooby. But the rest of the gang members had new voice actors and actresses for their kid counterparts. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. But I th- I thought he still honestly like seemed like true to his character to me mm-hmm. so far. Like he like like you said he was kind of like the leader he was kind of like come on crew like i'll lead the way and then at one part he was like we gotta stick together and then a second later he was like we'll cover more ground if we split up which is classic like <laughs> let's split up and of course he always splits up velma with scooby and shaggy and then him mm-hmm. and daphne is like the classic some other things i noted for him he does not build a trap so we do not have fred fred's traps yet yeah it was more it was more so him trying to pin the <laughs> pin the blame on someone. Yeah. To figure out. He was trying to like almost figure out who the culprit was before anyone else. I yeah. feel like. Like um, he wanted to be the one to solve it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, that kind of goes with he jumps to conclusions. He doesn't follow the clues very well. Like he sees the clues, but he doesn't put them together. Yeah. Like, for example, when. They're looking for Shaggy's bike. They go to, because, again, Fred thinks it's Red Herring. Mm-hmm. And they know his secret hideout is in Weirdo Woods. So they go over to Weirdo Woods, and they find his, well, they find a bike in a bush. Mm. It's a blue bike. And they also, don't they also find Red Herring in the woods? Yeah, but Red Herring was dressed up as a different monster. Just because yeah, like he, like, knew monster. they were coming for him. Yeah. So, yeah, he, like, jumped out and scared him type of thing. And he, Fred doesn't believe Red Herring when he says, that's my bike, not Shaggy's. He thinks he painted over it. So mm-hmm. he gets a sandpaper thing from oh, Velma. And it's so funny. He's like, if only I had sandpaper. And Velma just pulls out this, yeah. like, drill of a sandpaper yeah, thing. Yeah, she has this nice tool, and Fred scuffs it up pretty bad all over. And surprise, it's, it's blue, in fact, is the true color. And so... He just kind of jumps ahead and's like, "I got this. Don't worry about it." And I'm then, gonna whoops you. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have for Fred. Is he's just trying to, yeah, he seems like he's trying to solve the mystery before anyone else, almost. Yeah. And I wonder if that just comes from his, like, he's wanting to be the leader, and so he's like, "Oh, I gotta be the leader, so I gotta." Like, yeah, lead probably. this mystery type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go to Velma or Daphne? Um, I guess Daphne next. Because she, okay. she kind of was more... like she was kind she, of the side character. In, well... Like, ish. she wasn't super integral to finding yeah. the mystery. But she was 
she was very skeptical of ghosts. <laughs> She's kind of like the solid ground of like the gang is like, oh, it's an alien, and she's like there to be like, okay, guys, let's let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's look at these again. Yeah, she was kind of like, let's think of this more rationally. Yeah. And also, um, when they went into the Ferguson estate and Scooby didn't want to go because it was haunted, she was the one that was like, yes. I have your Scooby snacks. She has the Scooby snacks in this series so far. So, well, I have that. She hates getting dirty. She has new go-go boots in this yeah, series. Yeah, she got it in the mud, and she's yeah. like, oh, my new go-go boots. <laughs> um, so this, we see, we're not told yet that she's comes from a rich family or a rich background, but from this episode alone, we know she's, she's very girly in this episode. Yeah, she's more... Um, again, how, what did you think of this, Daphne, compared to other iterations that you've seen? They definitely play more on, like, the girly girl yeah. that I've... And, again, they are younger, so it does kind of fit, because I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, sometimes a lot of girls get more into a girly girl phase younger, yep. and, like, when they get older, they usually, mm -hmm. like, either grow out of it or never even go through it, yep. but I thought it fit for, like, the age yeah. and her personality, and she wasn't, like totally she wasn't like, annoying yeah about she wasn't it annoying. <laughs> at least <She> was, yet <laughs> yeah um i will say a lot of people well i shouldn't say a lot of people but there i know some people that don't necessarily enjoy daphne and fred in this iteration very much um but i mean as far as the first episode goes daphne doesn't go total diva mode i should say yeah <laughs> didn't seem too bad so far um so I, I also put that. Well, okay. So there's a um, a romp. If you don't know what that is, it's basically the chase sequence, the musical chase sequence. Um, but during that, there's one point where Daphne is running away from the ghost and is fixing her makeup while she's <laughs> running away. I didn't catch that. And that's like, that plays more onto her character right now, where she's very into fashion and beauty and is like oh i gotta look good while i'm running away yeah you gotta look fab wherever you're yeah <laughs> um well okay so about her go-go boots so she steps in the mud in weirdo woods when they're trying to find a red herring um she never changed does she ever change her boot i never realized that she never like changed her boot i don't think so i She's... think it just kind of rubbed off yeah so... or she just disappeared who knows i mean that's just like uh, just a little note like she's like oh no i got it dirty but she wasn't like oh i have to go home and get a new pair you know yeah so i mean that's kind of where i'm like there's a good balance of like she cares about how she looks and whatever but she's not like to an extreme where it's like we have to hold up the mystery <laughs> i need new the <laughs> new wardrobe yeah so um that's really all i have for daphne yeah and i almost didn't notice this might be horrible but velma she doesn't really talk yeah. until she her first line is aha oh you put she, that too yeah because <laughs> she finds a clue and yeah. then they were like oh, velma spoke and i was mm -hmm. like oh my goodness i just realized that velma hasn't said a single thing yet and i was like because i noticed she like in the clubhouse she had her magnifying glass out mm -hmm. and she was looking at 
like, and all the clues around Scooby and Shaggy as they were describing it. So she's obviously more um, contemplative about the what happened to them, whereas, because Fred was just like, oh, it's this, mm-hmm. it's that, and Velma was obviously digging for clues. Well, yeah, so this, this Velma right now, she's a lot more shy, which is very different from other, I don't want to say versions, but like, as she gets older, we'll see Velma get very sassy. <laughs> now you stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till we get to like Mr. Incorporated sassy. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, compared to um, what we will see, Velma is very quiet. She's very shy. It's, I almost feel like this is like the Velma where like for Christmas or her birthday, she gets like a detective kit and she has magnifying glass and takes it with her and or like a science kit and yeah she had a lot of different tools yeah that was something i put for velma is she's just like ready like when fred was like i need sandpaper she's like i got you don't you worry um so yeah she's very prepared but she's very um again shy and quiet but when she does speak everyone's like oh she like She's got something. Like, everybody shut up! <laughs> She's got something. We gotta listen. So yeah, her first words were, aha. Which I'm a little sad I didn't, like, put the first words for the rest of the Mr. Ink gang now. But, like, it was just so... Well, it was yeah. a big moment for Velma. Yeah, because the others, they weren't as um, important, I guess. Yeah. Because it was just... She hadn't talked for, like, the majority of the beginning. And then... She was like, aha. She's, well, she says, aha. And then they're like, oh, she said, aha. Everybody listen. Um, and then the next thing she says is precisely. So she actually does, like, not say a full sentence yeah. for a little bit. She's kind of stuck in her own little head of, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out. Um, I s- put down, she owns a rocket-powered skateboard that is the same print as the Mystery Machine, because they're kids, obviously they can't drive, so they don't have the mystery machine. But it's interesting that they're already, as kids, using the design of the mystery machine. It's like they were just drawn to it. Yeah, they knew what they liked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm kind of excited now to pay attention and watch more what other vehicle, kid vehicles, I guess, are they going to use and put a mystery machine print on it? So I, I just thought that was a fun little detail. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I mean, I keep asking you for every character. What do you think of Velma compared to others that you've seen? She definitely was a bit more quiet, I feel like. Yeah. I thought she's a really loud character, <laughs> but she is not afraid to, like, you know say well this is a clue Mm -hmm. this is a clue this was more you could you had to really watch her i think she's more of a visual character you have to watch and see what she's doing because Mm -hmm. she you can kind of catch on to what she's thinking by what she's looking at yeah and that was kind of a cool thing because you know everything is always like whatever is said is like what's focused on but i like i liked her i thought i liked her character design i thought she had a cute (laughs) Character design, too. That's something everyone remembers from a pup is Velma always has had, like, such a cute little kid design. Yeah. 
So, did you know she's the youngest of the gang? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Shaggy is the oldest. Um, and then I think Fred and Daphne are around the same age. I believe we learn their ages in The Mystery Begins. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it goes Shaggy, then like Fred and Daphne, and then Velma. Velma is the youngest. And Scooby, I believe it's... Well, I mean, for this... For right now, he's younger. But, like, once they get older, I believe he's, like, seven years old and stuck. <laughs> seven years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, a little fun fact for you. Thelma's the youngest, Shaggy's the oldest. Um. Okay. That's kind of all I have for the gang. Yeah, I guess next is just criminal. Yeah, well, I guess oh, one other thing I had for Scooby is that he can, he can like transform himself to represent the ghost. He is easily bribed by Scooby Snacks and he actually breaks the fourth wall at one point. He does? Mm-hmm. Why well, I must have missed that. So when they were remember when Fred's like, "Don't worry, crew. I won't let you down." And then they fall. Yeah. Um they fall and then Scooby comes back up. And he's, oh, I should have oh, written down what he said, oh, but he's like, yeah, he was he like, said... we're falling down or something. You know, he's like, we're going down. Like, he basically tells the audience, guess what? We're falling. Oh, my goodness. I remember that part, too. I didn't, mm-hmm. like, cl- connect that, though. Yeah, he said something that was funny. So, timeline-wise, this is going to be really interesting because this actually will come into play in a movie later oh, on. Oh, really? Um... This for Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood. Um, that'll we can kind of connect a timeline, you know, this to that for the timeline. Um, but that'll yeah, that's gonna come. This the breaking the fourth wall is gonna kind of come into play later on in the timeline. Um, so that's gonna be interesting to discuss. Okay, okay. I guess talk about the villain and the criminal at this point. So. The criminal was Mr. Conrad, like we said. He was the boss of Shaggy at the Daily Babel. Um, he needed uh, Shaggy's, not Scooby's, Shaggy's bike for the bike chain to basically fix his printing press, which he was using for a counterfeit scheme. Yeah, um, they mentioned that it was a special chain they needed, and I guess Shaggy's bike had just the kind. You know, because it was that star... Or Cherry 59 Starfire Special yeah. has that special chain. <laughs> exactly. Um, when we first meet Mr. Conrad, um, it's at the Daily Babel because they're following the clues or the scent. Scooby's following the scent of Shaggy's bike to the Daily Babel. And Mr. Conrad's obviously there working. And he, like, instantly doesn't like the kids. He's like, get out. Yeah, he's like, there's no bike here. Yeah, he's like, no bike. He's like, this is no place for kids. And then uh, Scooby's sniffing... The green ink. Yeah, the the ink for the printer, and he sneezes and, you know, causes stuff to go wrong, basically. He's, like, hitting the machines and whatever. And so, yeah, Mr. Conrad's, like, basically kicks him out. He's like, get out of here. So, yeah, we instantly get a weird vibe from him because he's, like, Shaggy's boss, but yet he, like, doesn't like him. Oh, yeah, that's basically all I have for Mr. Conrad. He does say at the end, 
Like, I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you kids. He doesn't say you meddling kids, but he says something to along the lines of, like, uh, you know, I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you all. Yeah. Um, there was one part, this is, I don't remember what part exactly, but it might have been when they were in the mansion and the green ghost came out. And he told him to get out, and he said it like three times. He's like, get out, yep. get out, get yep. out. When the green blob, green blob, green ghost. The green blob. <laughs> that's what he said it been called. <laughs> the green ghost, yeah, when they were investigating the Ferguson estate. Um, yeah, he was, as the villain, he was like, get out. Because that's where he was doing his um, counterfeit operation in the basement of the mansion or the haunted house. And so he's like, crap, they're going to find me. Y'all need to get out. Um, also, there is where we meet Shirley McClune. Um, she claims to be a medium. A world-famous psychic medium. Yes. Um, and there's a little text that types, and it says, um, Shirley McClune, weirdo. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so she, like, you know, she believes ghosts are real, and she calls to the spirits and is all like oh get out you guys are in danger yeah well she actually said the same thing that the ghost said get out three times mm -hmm. in that same tone which i thought was kind of interesting but then we later find out well after her she got thrown in like a dungeon cell type thing by the ghost apparently she wasn't very sly about getting out of there um but then we found out find out she is actually an undercover agent trying to catch the counterfeit crook. Which explains the spy camera, spy camera she dropped after first meeting the gang. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a clue that Fred jumps to conclusions with. Is like, oh, this was used for an alien something or other. and Yeah, a Martian spy lady mm -hmm. trying to steal all the bikes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, all the bikes with the kids or something, yeah. And then, yeah, it was... <laughs> Again, Fred jumping to like, oh, that could only mean this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, she I, I, she wasn't really a big part of the story, but, you know, she, she was there. It, <laughs> this is kind of one of those things that we'll see a lot more where, like, there's an undercover agent trying to, you know, do what the gang is doing, but the gang does it before them, and it's like, our kids, how? Yeah. Why did you not do this? Okay, one other person we haven't totally dived into yet is Red Herring. Again, we've said that Fred keeps saying it's Red Herring as the culprit. Um, I put that he has a hideout in Weirdo Woods, which, again, is where Fred is like, let's go to this hideout. Yeah, he's basically just a neighborhood bully who was the first um, culprit. Yeah, the first suspect um, for the gang. Um, which, I mean, I don't think the gang ever really said, Fred, it's not him, until they were, you know, after, well, I guess when they were, when they saw the bike, I, th I think it was Daphne was like, that's not Shaggy's bike, but Fred was determined, but before that, I really don't think the gang was ever like, Fred, it's not him, like, I think they kind of let him go along with that for a, a minute, to kind of make sure it wasn't Red Herring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he didn't really have much of a presence. He ran over Fred with his bike. Um, because, again, Fred sandpapered, sand machined <laughs> his bike. So he ripped all the paint off. 
which the when they went back to Shaggy's house, the 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 tire tracks that was left over on Fred gave Velma the idea to track the tires from Shaggy's bike yes. from this driveway, and that kind of helped them get a lead. <laughs> and I thought it was cute. They had little nurse outfits. Oh yeah, they were Scooby all... was wearing a wig. Yes, yeah, Scooby was hat. in a wig. Shaggy was the only one not in a nurse or like a doctor. He was too distressed to change. He was reading his <laughs> comics. Oh. He had a comic book and he was reading. Um, but yeah, so Daphne and Velma were in like doctor and nurse um, outfits and were treating Fred of his wounds. <laughs> um, which Fred does not take pain very well. Like they dab his nose and he's like, ow, and then like hops around because <laughs> of the pain. I feel like so far Daphne's very like I mean we will see eventually you know a love interest between Fred and Daphne but I feel like it's already kind of happening because Daphne is very like I'll care for you Fred like he puts a little band-aid on Fred oh on I his must wound. have missed that yeah Daphne puts a little band-aid he's like there you go Fred so it's like I don't know it's kind of cute it's like a very early crush <laughs> yeah that's all I have for everyone yeah I think that covers what we characters, gathered. yeah. Just some other little notes I had. Does Shaggy's dad leave because the Christmas lights up all year? Is he one of those people? We're gonna have to find out because in multiple shots of the house we see like a Santa sleigh with reindeer and Christmas lights all over the house. And they're blinking. So yeah. They're turned on. And also the ink that Scooby sneezes is green. Is printing ink usually green like or was that just specifically for the counterfeit um printing? yeah that's a good point because newspapers are black and white yeah and but... he had it at the printing press which i would think you wouldn't have there you know you yeah he'd be yeah. like oh crap they're gonna get on to me why do we have green ink you know i don't know that was just a question i had is is printing ink usually green or was that just because it was for the counterfeit scheme? And then my last note is I have uh, we have Scooby Snacks in this episode, so we're already being introduced to Scooby Snacks. Um, we do get flavored Scooby Snacks eventually. I'm not sure if it's in this series, but just for now we have Scooby Snacks. And only Scooby eats them. Shaggy never had Scooby Snacks yet. So, yeah, that's, that's all. All my notes I got. Yeah. So, okay. So we've kind of already discussed this, but the the criminal's motive, um, he was obviously um, counterfeiting money, and he stole Shaggy's bike. So, yeah, his counter or his counterfeit scheme, his scheme was a counterfeit, uh, counterfeiting scheme. So that was basically the criminal's uh, motive. It's I feel like it's kind of a strong motive for the beginning. Like, they're already catching counterfeit Yeah, like criminals. Money. Yeah. And it was, again, it was Velma who, mm -hmm. when they found the money, that all those serial numbers were the same. So, you know, they mean business. The Scooby-Doo Detective Agency has got this. So now we'll talk about the timeline. Um, because, again, this is what our podcast is about. It's kind of hard to talk about the timeline at the beginning. So I guess we'll more say, how did you feel 
how did you feel for a beginning? Like, do you like this as a beginning of the timeline? Or being introduced to the characters? They're kids. Like, was, yeah. I mean, which I feel like overall is kind of nice because we get to see them grow up. What do you think? Do you think this was a good starting point for a timeline? I mean, if I'm honest, I feel like I'm going to have to see a little bit more to really form a solid opinion. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'm just, I'm not mad at it, you know? I'm, I mean, it's, they are kids, which kind of works out. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know yet. I think I just, I think I need to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But so far, I'm not mad at it. For the timeline, again, they live in Coolsville, at least for the time being. Coolsville, USA. Again, I'm going to say it's in Ohio, <laughs> but we'll find out. I guess it's, again, it's kind of hard to talk about the timeline with only one episode. I guess, what do you hope to see next, let's say? In terms of? Just in terms of character development or what type of adventures they're going to go on. Like, do you want to see, I don't know, like, what? what <laughs> I know it's kind of a vague question, like, I mean, obviously we will see the characters grow up, but do you kind of hope to see that we... Like, do you hope to see the characters in their own life a little bit? I Like, I would like to see them yeah, not would... in a gang, or, you know, not as a gang for a bit. Well, yeah, because we kind of got a little glimpse of Shaggy, uh-huh. like, in his home and, like, he, his job. So it would be interesting to see, like... A little like a little glimpse of each other's personal life and then how it kind of plays in yeah with each other like I want to know more about the gang's individual families like who has siblings who doesn't what are their parents like do they only have a mom or only a dad do they have two moms two dads are they living with grandparents you know I want to see the family dynamic for each of them it's kind of I guess, a good starting point of what I'm wanting to see at the future. Um, in terms of the villain, would you like to see this villain come back in any way? Or are you kind of like, he's a one and done, I'm good to move on? Yeah, I mean, not in particular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I thought it was a pretty good plot. Like, it, it made sense. It, you know, it all followed through. But, like, it wasn't, like, something that I think would be a a great revenge plot for yeah. the future. Like, yeah. Like, he's in jail now. Like, I think it's... I think we're good on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, this one definitely wrapped up pretty well. Uh, I, I'm Honestly, for timeline, that's kind of all we got until we move forward. This is the beginning. We get to know the characters. We get to know where they live. We kind of get introduced to them. We get a first villain. And we get their first case. Um, yeah. I think it set it up pretty nice. Yeah. Nice basic place to start. So I think it's good. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It was it wasn't over the top. Like we just kind of got a basic and now, you know, we can dive deeper as we go on. We got yeah. a good good ground we started on. Um, okay, so next we just I have a little fun fact for this episode. So like I said, um, at one point in the episode, there's text that comes up. It says, like, Shirley McClune, weirdo. And there was one point, text popped up when the villain, when, like, the monster was on screen, and it basically just said something, like, you know, basically, like, the monster, or, like, the green ghost or whatever. Um, 
Fun fact, Scooby Snack fact, later reruns of this episode and on the Boomerang streaming service, um, they do not include the text. The, like, Shirley McLoon weirdo is cut um, from the episodes. You do not see that. You don't hear the sound effects of it typing. Um, it is on the DVDs of these episodes, but yeah, for whatever reason, when they air them on TV and on the Boomerang streaming service, they don't include the text. Okay, and then just, I wanted to say, if you wanted to watch this episode of Scooby-Doo, you can obviously buy it. You can buy the season. This is from A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, the complete first season DVD. You can buy A Pup Named Scooby-Doo Volume 1 DVD to watch this. It is on the Boomerang streaming service, like I said. Um, I'm sure it plays on the Boomerang channel. I don't have the channel. Um, it is on like iTunes, Google Play, you know, all the big streaming platforms. It is not on Hulu or Netflix. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can watch it if you wanted to. And that's all I got for this episode. Yeah, I think we covered. Whew. All that we got, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for bearing with us with this first episode. We're still kind of trying to figure out a format and how we want to kind of pace these episodes. We're, we're figuring this out. This yeah. is something I've wanted to do for years as a Scooby-Doo podcast. I just didn't know what I could do different that everybody else is doing. So I wanted to shout out Let's Talk Scooby-Doo um, on Twitter. Their handle is LT. Scooby Doo. They actually gave me the idea to talk about the Scooby Doo timeline because Warner Brothers kind of refuses to acknowledge it. And I loved that idea. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to put all the Scooby Doo TV episodes, series, seasons, and all the movies into one cohesive timeline. If you guys would like to get in contact with us, talk to us more about this episode, talk to us about the timeline, or whatever else Scooby-Doo, um, you can reach us on Twitter at SDLegendPodcast, and on Instagram, same thing, SDLegendPodcast. You can also email us at SDLegendPodcast at gmail.com. If you like to talk to me personally, um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Jazz820. And on Instagram, I am smash underscore vlogs. Um, I also have a YouTube channel called smash, lowercase sm, and then all um, uppercase ash, um, where I talk about a lot more Scooby-Doo there, but I also do a lot of other type videos. You, you can kind of get to know me a bit better over on there. And that is going to do it for our first episode. So again, thank you all for joining in. And until our next one, thank you for tuning in. Bye.